Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. I am Jordan Maywood, the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today is Tuesday, November the 13th. Ick, sight, ink. No, it's not, but uh, I'm feeling if we pretend together as a group that it is very exciting to be Tuesday, November the 13th, we will trick our brains into thinking that that is true. So play along with me at home. Play with yourself along with me at home, even. Today's sponsor is PETA. Of course, most of you know uh, who PETA is, the group uh, known as PETA. They are the professionally trained taxidermy artists. Once again, that is PETA, the professionally trained taxidermy artists. Alright, so, because it is Tuesday, that of course means deep within the bowels of the Libro Cube, it is TV Tuesday. TV, short for television. The idiot box, as uh, some call it. Which uh, I don't think is fair, because a lot of the, let's call it knowledge, that I have in my brain, I learned from things on TV. Now, that being said, a lot of it is totally useless and is just sort of random facts, but hey, it's what you do with those random facts in your head that make you appear uh, wise, let's say. Yeah, yeah. So, intelligence, let's, let's throw this out, a little uh, philosophizing on a Tuesday morning. Uh, we'll say intelligence is the just sort of raw data in your brain. The more raw data you have in your head, the more intelligence you have. Okay? You with me so far? Now, let's say that wisdom is how you take that raw data and use it to uh, use it in your everyday life. Huh. There's a thought. Pretty, pretty philosophizing. Okay, so, let's talk about TV, because it's TV Tuesday. The first show I wanted to talk about is Rescue Me. We have talked about it a couple of times. I bring it up again because, well, A, watched more of it, so, good as reason as any, and B, uh, the missus and I last week watched the second to last episode uh, of Rescue Me, which means that tonight we are going to watch the last episode. Ooh, I'm pretty excited. Uh, pretty very excited. Actually, super stoked. You know what? I don't get stoked as a sort of general rule, but I do believe that I am stoked. Uh, the second last episode did 
uh, something that is not uh, exactly abnormal for a television show at sort of the end of its run. They had a wedding. Ah, baby. Uh, I was a little uh, let down because this show does not often follow your average TV shows. So when they decided to do a wedding episode, I thought, oh, well, I guess they're kind of uh, following in the footsteps of many others, which normally they're treading new ground. That being said, it was good. It was definitely good. Uh, it was not great, and I'll tell you why. The Gavin family, which is the name of the family, <laughs> the main family on uh, Rescue Me, are a bunch of alcoholics. So, when you think a bunch of alcoholics and an open bar, you're going to have some, uh, some comedy there, right? Well, wrong. Just about right at the beginning of the episode, the Gavin family all made a sort of pact that they were not going to drink, and they did not. So, <laughs> I was expecting sort of fireworks, erupting, fights, boozing. Apparently, uh, Uncle Teddy likes to throw furniture from windows when he gets drunk at weddings. Um, but it was all kind of uh, laid back. One, uh, one girl did get drunk and gave a drunken speech, so that was funny. That was uh, Tommy's sister-in-law, who is smoking hot, by the way. Whew. I believe, actually, she has a new show that just came out. Uh, can't remember what it's called, though. It's a weird name. Anyways, uh, back to Rescue Me. So the missus and I started watching this, oh geez, many, many months ago, because we only watch two episodes a week. Uh, it has taken us quite a while to get through all six seasons. And uh, this second-to-last episode really, really set it up for the last one. Oh, I did not mention at the beginning of the show, which I try to do every show, is that especially on Movie Mondays and TV Tuesdays, there will most likely be spoilers. Now there are potential spoilers in everything, every episode, from Movie Monday, TV Tuesday, Book Wednesday, or Video Games Day, and Pratt Internet Day. Whew, mouthful. But uh, I think most likely and prevalent in movies and TVs. So that makes sense. Now, the one uh, in this that I am going to say soon <laughs> is that uh, the episode felt like it was almost over. Tommy's daughter had gotten married. Uh, Tommy Gavin, being played by Dennis Leary, the main character, got, uh, got married. And then, uh, and then Tommy and his wife got uh, remarried. So, not remarried, uh, renewed their vows, uh, and then it was all kind of uh, coming to a close, and I thought, well, you know, that was an episode, not my favorite. Uh, I, said, I looked to the missus and said, well, it looked like uh, Lou has dodged the bullet again. Lou is uh, Tommy Gavin's best bud. Uh, they've worked together at the old firehouse many, many years. He has been having heart troubles lately, 
and every episode I fear greatly for his life. I am not uh, always a emotional person, but I kind of think that when and if Lou ever dies, uh, I will probably shed a tear, <laughs> because I love him, uh, love his character so much. Reminds me of me in a lot of ways. <laughs> Especially when he had the uh, the mustache, which he has since shaven. He's uh, kind of a big, lovable, sarcastic, funny uh, dude. <laughs> which uh, I see a lot of myself in him. Not to say that I'm lovable. That's pretty uh, presumptuous. But, uh, whatever. Anyways, uh, it was almost at the end of the episode, and I said to the missus, well, it looks like Lou's going to uh, survive this one, and then immediately sort of jump from the end of the wedding to totally unexpectedly where they were in a fire, fighting a fire, and I'm like, oh shit, I wish I hadn't said that. Now, this is the part that is the really big spoiler, or though, not really. Um, they're in the fire, and, you know, this is a show about firemen, so there's been quite a few times where they're in fires. Sometimes uh, real hairy, as they say. Uh, and this is probably the most hairy fire they have ever been in. Uh, it's actually an arson, a giant building that has, is being arsoned. That someone has, has arsoned. Uh, I don't know how you use that word there. Huh. Anyways, uh, things are not going well. And basically, this is the sort of spoiler... The very last scene of the episode, the building, for most parts, explodes. <laughs> and then it ends. So, the reason I say it's a sort of spoiler is that you don't actually know what happened to uh, the guys. Uh, the guys in the fire. Maybe they all survived. Maybe some of them did. Maybe some of them didn't. Maybe, they, maybe every single one of them died. Jesus, that would be fucked up if that happened. So... Uh, I am on the edge of my seat waiting for tonight's episode. Not on the edge of my driver's seat, because that would make uh, probably steering difficult, but on the edge of my metaphorical movie-watching, TV-watching seat. You with me? Alright, good. Rescue Me, as an overall show, definitely 5 out of 5. Uh, I'm excited for next Tuesday to talk about the last episode. <laughs> So tune in then. Alright, the next show is another one that I have spoken about. But that is because, as I mentioned in some of the first episodes, my thought was we'll start off sort of vague, uh, talking about TV shows in general, and then move to the specific of talking about episodes in more depth because uh, that's just how it's going to roll, really, when you think about it. Uh, the show that I watched was Modern Family. Modern Family, very, very funny show. I believe they won a lot of awards this year. Uh, rightly so, rightly so. This particular episode, uh, the daughter, Haley, was arrested for uh, sort of drunken, disorderly, resisting arrest. You know, your typical, uh, she's in college now, 
or is she, uh, in college now and uh, your typical college hijinks, really. Like, who hasn't in college gotten drunk and assaulted a police officer? Really. Everyone does it. Listen, kids, it doesn't really matter. That's, that's for all you kids in college. So, uh, the family's freaking out, basically. Um, that to me, wasn't really the highlight of the episode. It was, a, it was an interesting part, but to me, the highlight was uh, sort of the side episode. Because uh, on Modern Family, they have such a large, well, family, uh, the Pritchett family, by name. Because the Pritchett family is a large family, they'll quite often break the stories up into uh, parts sort of in each family unit. So you have sort of the main Pritchett family and then the two gay guys and then uh, Jay and uh, see, I can never freaking remember people's names. Uh, Al Bundy and Sophia Vergara uh, Ed O'Neill and Sophia Vergara Her name I can remember because she is smoking hot. <laughs> There's another shiver up my spine for her. Um, so the, the sort of side-ish story this week was with Ed O'Neill and Sophia Vergara, uh, and Ed O'Neill's ex-wife popped in, who just happens to be a Miss uh, Shelley Long, who you may remember if you are uh, my age, <laughs> which is 31, the television show Cheers, in which she played Shelley Long. Uh, the television show Cheers is uh, another one of those near and dear to my heart shows. I have it on DVD. Uh, I've seen every episode multiple times. I have had, in the course of my life, probably getting near a dozen dreams in which I uh, have been a patron of the bar Cheers. <laughs> so, is that weird? Probably. But hey... I like to go there because everybody knows your name, yeah, even in your dream. I had an uh, idea for a tattoo in which I would get the Norm Peterson tattooed on my arm with the words uh, menace to sobriety underneath. Uh, I haven't fallen through on that tattoo, but you never know. I have one I want to get covered up. So, uh, Anyway, so she pops in, uh, plays... Ed O'Neill's ex-wife, which is kind of funny because I think Cheers and Married with Children were on at the same sort of time, so they were probably competing back then, and now they're together. Not to say that they're not competing now, because uh, they do not get along, <laughs> as your ex-husbands and wives, I imagine, quite often do not. So, very, very funny. Comedy comedy ensued. Yeah, let's uh, let's leave it at that. Talk about, before we get to work, uh, one more very, very sad, sad news. So we'll bring it down right before we take our break. Uh, it is about the television channel G4. G4 was, when I watched uh, actual cable TV on a regular basis, G4 was just about the only channel I ever really sort of religiously watched. That's specifically two shows, 
uh, one by the name of Attack of the Show, which we've mentioned here, and one by the name of X-Play, which I also believe we've mentioned. Attack of the Show is a daily sort of uh, nerdy, uh, variety-ish show, news and talk and interviews and skits and really a little bit of everything that I friggin' love. X-Play is one of my favorite video game review shows. Uh, reviews on the run, as far as just great video game reviews, is better, but X-Play has uh, much more comedy. So, depending on which, which uh, road you want to go, they're both good. Now, you're uh, going to have to pick reviews on the run now because Attacka Show and X-Play are both being cancelled. When I heard that news, I was... Although not devastated, <laughs> I was uh, pretty sad. Very sad news, and they will be missed. I'm at work, so I will do some. See you back here in eight hours. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. Back. We are back, back in action. Hello again. We are back, as the mid-show break has indicated for me. What do you guys think of that uh, mid-show break? Do you know what that is from? Ah, that is a question that I have never asked. So, uh, it starts out with a little, uh, I'm a fool to do your dirty work, a little steely Dan there. Uh, moves on to working, which is, of course, from Star Trek. I think out of all my nerdishness, nerdish, neat, nerdishness, it, 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 yeah, that's not a word. Uh, probably Star Trek is what makes me the biggest nerd. My love of Star Trek, all things related to that. Um, then lastly, a little uh, comedy scene from the movie Hangover. You know what? Off the top of my head, I can't remember if that's from Hangover 1 or 2. But it's from one of those. A comedy movie. We talk about movies. We talk about comedy. Um, I've been hungover. <laughs> Actually, I don't get that hungover. Uh, as a sort of general rule. Okay. It is TV Tuesday. Let's get back to TVDs. We left off talking about the sadness, the deep, regrettable sadness that is the soon-to-be cancellation of Attack of the Show and X-Play. Um, I kind of, I guess anyone who's watched them lately and has seen people leave the shows, sort of that uh, rats fleeing a sinking ship, may have seen this coming. And although not surprising, very, very saddening to see them go. <laughs> Next, we will talk about a Mr. Jimmy Kimmel. We talked about him last week. We're going to talk about him again. Guest he had um, that I watched their interviews on the YouTubes. Uh, we could talk about things of that nature on Internet Day. However, it is a TV show that posts content on YouTube, so we're going to put it on TV Tuesdays. 
You see what I mean? Could fit in both categories. Uh, one that I watched was an interview with a Mr. Daniel Craig, who uh, you will know, if you do know him, most likely as James Bond, 007, License to Kill, yada yada. James Bond, the movies, I have uh, all of them on DVD, have seen all of them obviously at least once, and most of them multiple times, huge, huge James Bond fan since I was a kid. The nice thing about the James Bond series is that it started well before I was born, so uh, a lot of movies to watch over the years. Daniel Craig is a... Uh, he's not a bad James Bond, I guess. My favorite is Sean Connery. Then second favorite, uh, Roger Moore. And George Lazenby. Then Timothy Dalton. Or, not Timothy Dalton. Um, uh, what the hell? <laughs> then uh, Remington Steele guy. His name is escaping me right now. Jesus Christ. You'd think with James Bond names of movies that I have seen so many times, I would remember their names. Um, what the fuck? Well, we'll edit out a lot of that where I was saying things like, oh, what the fuck is his name? Jesus Christ. Uh, Remington Steele. Pierce Brosnan! Oh, God. Doesn't that feel good when you remember someone's name unassisted by the internet? Okay, so <laughs> let's start again. Sean Connery, my favorite, followed by Roger Moore, then Pierce Brosnan, oh no, sorry, then George Lazenby, then Pierce Brosnan, then Daniel Craig, and then Timothy Dalton. Those are my order of Bond people who played James Bond. Okay, what's yours? Send it to me, uh, to the email address at the end of the show. And uh, maybe we'll argue about it. Because if you say Timothy Dalton is the best, I think there is something wrong in your head. Uh, anyways, <laughs> what brought us on to talking about James Bond is how he interviewed Daniel Craig, the newest James Bond, who's apparently signed up to do... can't remember if they said three more or two more uh, James Bond movies, so that's, that's impressive for him. Uh, he was actually very funny, which uh, I always appreciate. I kind of thought it might have been a little boring, but uh, no. I liked a lot of uh, what he had to say, so good on him. He's a good interviewee. It helps that you got the, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jimmy Kimmel, sitting there beside you, because he'll, uh, I think, turn anyone to a good interviewee. The uh, next person he interviewed was uh, Stephanie Meyer. Stephanie Meyer, I don't know if those who listen to this podcast, there's a lot of uh, cross-pollination between those who listen to this and also enjoy Twilight. <laughs> Probably not. But I thought uh, the fact that I had never read a Twilight book or seen a Twilight movie, maybe if I saw an interview with the creator, you know, why not? Sort of reach out into areas that I would not normally. And it was a good interview, so I'm happy I did that. She uh, is attractive, 
So there's a there's a good point right there. Like that sort of uh, dark-haired beauty, uh, like the missus, for example. And uh, my sort of uh, the interview was, you know, so-so. She uh, didn't really interest me. <laughs> I hate to say it that way, but whatever. Uh, what I kind of wanted to uh, say about her, and I guess the Twilight series in general, is I do not think they are good books. <laughs> From all I have heard, they are not well uh, written, and uh, I would never read them. Now, that being said, I do not actually think their existence uh, is a bad thing, because if uh, a young girl, or a boy, I guess, were to read these and then develop a love for reading, that, to me, is an amazing thing. A very, very marvelous thing. If, if that happens once, I think the existence of these books is well worth it. So, there's my Twilight stance. The movies, on the other hand, do not need to exist whatsoever. There's no reason for that. Come on, guys, what are you thinking? All right, the last guest uh, that I watched Mr. Kimmel interview was eerily a Mr. Chris Hardwick. Hello! Uh, if I knew how to do that crowd, oh yeah. Does that sound like a crowd? Uh, I feel like I am inadvertently, um, not unpurposely stalking him online. <laughs> it's like everywhere I turn, I'm watching either something he created, or, uh, here you go, an interview of him just sort of pops up. It's not purposely I'm searching you out, Mr. Hardwick. It just happens to be that places my attention is directed, you... Uh, happened to be there. Obviously, uh, to see Jimmy Kimmel, who I love, and Chris Hardwick, who I love, sitting together, shooting the shit, was very, very appealing to me, and I enjoyed wholeheartedly. Uh, Mr. Hardwick was there promoting his first uh, stand-up comedy special uh, by the name of Mandroid. I am uh, pissed off because uh, I don't know how I can watch it. <laughs> it uh, was on Comedy Central, but uh, I am up here in Canada, where we do not have Comedy Central. We do have uh, the Comedy Network, which, as far as television stations go, well, you know what? Probably, now that G4 is uh, garbaging itself, let's say, uh, the Comedy Central uh, television show will be my new favorite channel, because I do watch it quite often. Uh, the missus and I always watch the Celebrity Roast. Uh, I love watching stand-up comedy, so that channel is a terrific resource for that. If anyone knows how here in Canada I can watch uh, Chris Hardwick's Mandroid special, please let me know. Uh, that sound, if you heard, was me turning my light on so I could read the notes for my next show, which is Weeds. Yes, still really enjoying it. 
Uh, I found a way, totally legally, I swear, to continue on my season two. Um, something I wanted to point out is that I'm not sure if I talked about this or not, but let's do it again because why not? I uh, started watching Weeds and then made the prediction that uh, the main girl was going to start dating uh, a police officer. Now, she's not dating a police police officer, she's dating a DEA uh, officer, Drug Enforcement Agency, I believe that stands for, officer, so um, I'm going to count that as a win, mark one down in the win column for me on that, because that's basically a police officer, even more specific they went than what I thought they were going to do. In the last episode, uh, spoilers here, we uh, found out that the DEA officer actually knew all along that she was selling weed. Uh, the reason that is cool and seems to be growing cool is that he is sort of helping her develop a sort of uh, weed selling monopoly in the community in which they live. So, a cool twist there. Another cool twist is the appearance of Snoop Dogg. <laughs> a show called Weeds and then Snoop Dogg pops in and I was, uh, I was pretty happy about that. We talked actually about on Movie Mondays how there's that sort of uh, pop-in movie factor, uh, quite often called a cameo, of course. Uh, but I guess the same holds true with a TV show when you get a uh, cameo appearance that you get that kind of, oh, it's cool to see him in this thing that I watch. So, thank you, Snoop Dogg. The miss is a big Snoop Dogg fan, <laughs> by the way, just on a, on a side note. Okay, light back on. Okay, the missus and I started a new Saturday night funny, funny show. Uh, previously, we were watching Party Down. Um, I don't know if I talked about the last episode of it. Um, I won't get into any details so as not to give anything away, which sometimes I will not do. Um, but something they did is uh, set it up for a season three. Now, setting it up for a season three and then canceling the show is not good. I do not like. Especially because that show was so good. Uh, the missus and I really both enjoyed the hell out of it. The, I think the last episode was a... Was it the last or maybe the second last? Was a wedding episode. Uh, which I just realized is strange because the second last episode of Rescue Me was also a wedding episode. So, there you go. Weirdness abounds. Weirdness abounds in the Liberal Cube. Okay, so what I was saying is the show that the missus and I have switched over to is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Season 7. Uh, season 7 because we had already watched season 1 through 6 together for our Saturday night shoe. Funny, funny shoe. We'll always seem to uh, try to have a funny show on the go for Saturday nights. Um, before we watch our 
Saturday night movie. That's just how we roll. Pretty exciting sounding, I know, and to us, it is, because we enjoy each other's company so much, so it is awesome. It makes me smile. Oh, got a little, a little sweet there, didn't it? Adorables. Uh, <laughs> it's always sunny in Philadelphia is, I've mentioned this once that I can recall, the funniest show I have ever watched, ever. I said that sentence slowly, and then I proceeded to leave a longer than uh, probably normal pause after it, just so you get the sort of full weight of uh, the words there. Season 7, so far, has held up uh, with all other previous seasons. They are not going downhill with age. This show, uh, there are so many moments in it in which I just laugh uncontrollably and cannot stop. <laughs> oh god, just thinking about things that have happened on this show. Uh, the first two episodes had a lot of vomiting in them, which I don't know why. For some reason, uh, vomiting always seems to get a laugh out of me. Although, if it happened in real life, I think I'd be disgusted and would not laugh at it. Uh, Doug Benson on Doug Loves Movies has a category of a game in which he has named uh, Not For Hemetophobes. A hemetophobe apparently is someone who is, uh, rather, who has a phobia of vomiting or seeing people vomit. So if that describes you, do not watch the first two episodes of season, season seven of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Little, little warning there for you. It's a public service from me to you. Uh, the, I believe, third episode that we watched, we watched three in total, uh, was one in which they visited the Jersey Shore. Uh, and it was hilarious, as you can expect. Uh, one of the characters on the show, uh, Charlie, has a fear of leaving Philadelphia. Uh, just will not do it. So whenever... It's only happened a couple times that I can think of. Whenever they have tried to get him to leave, they have to basically knock him out and wake him when they're at the destination. Which, to me, is weird because you think even once at the destination, he'd still continue to freak out, but no. We are almost at home. One more show. Oh, uh, it was a uh, another episode of The Misfits, which we talked about last week. Again, super, super, super enjoying this show. It is so awesome. Uh, watch it for sure. Available on Netflix. They had a character... Um, we mentioned that people in the show have sort of superpowers. Probably put the word super in quotes because they are not always so great. In the case of this episode, a guy had the super power of uh, what he described as lactokinesis. Now, uh, if you know the word telekinesis, that is moving things with your mind. So if we take a leap there... Lacto, if you're lactose intolerant, you are intolerant of uh, milk, cheese, butter, 
So he has the ability to move with his mind dairy products. <laughs> just that right there tickles my fancy. Uh, just describing it makes me want to watch it again. Now, uh, you think to yourself, what a horrible friggin' power, but also how many people eat, ingest, um, have within their bodies dairy products at any given moment, and he can control those, which makes for a very deadly adversary. Assuming, of course, that you've uh, drank some milk. <laughs> uh, of course, one of the misfits was, yes, you guessed it, lactose intolerant. I will not tell you which one, so as not to give it away, but uh, this episode, uh, a lot of it just blew my mind. I won't give it away, but uh, you'll get to the end and you'll be like, phew! You will literally say, phew! Like that. We're home. Well, folks, that was another episode. Hope you enjoyed. Would love some feedback. Feedback feeds us. So leave some, please. It's nice to be nice. Long version. Extra space here. To the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper